Today is October 24th, and it's time once again to talk a little Yankees baseball. Today we will be giving grades out for the 2017 baseball pitchers for the New York Yankees. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. All right, what's up, old friends and pals? Thank you very much for joining. We will soon be on a twice-a-week schedule because this this sucks. When I uh, when I look at it and we're just doing once a week, I miss you guys. Miss talking, miss the engagement and the communication. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I got Jake, my co-host, as always, coming oh, to you from Denver. My name's John Boy, and I miss you guys. Wait, Jake. Jake. Oh, sorry. Jake. Jake's here now. Someone else had your mic, and they were that being was, real rude. That was you still. Oh, How are you doing, man? That was my echo. I'm doing good. I'm doing very good, and I'd like to gladly let everyone listening know that this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by a few very special people. Jordan Gag. How many, ga- how many Gs do you think there are in Gag? Three G's. Three G's. Crushed it. Grant. Another G. Rittler. Writer. Reader. Grant. Writer. Reader. Don't know. Jed Sadlowski. Jed, if you're uh, if you're related to Dave or Chelsea, let them know that we say hi. Clinton. This was a rude name. Zurib. X. Is there any at the end? What's that? How give the spelling? I'm blanking on it. X U E R E B. Yeah, Zurub. I, I was hoping up for like a Zeruby or something like that. That's kind of a cool name. I don't know. Um, Zereb Clinton. The X can make any noise you want it to. Yeah, and say, oh yeah, the X sounds like this in this word. Okay. <laughs> X is a, X is a dumb word. And John Higgins, JP, what's up, JP? Our friend hey. JP. What's up, JP? What's up, JP? All right, those guys are our most recent Patreon sub- supporters. Uh, Two dollars a month gets you early access, live access, video access. Uh, we're not allowed to say this, but you get your name put into a ring for a raffle uh, for a jersey at the end of each month, and. We've upped it because the patrons have been so supportive that we've been giving away two jerseys every month now, and this is going to be the first time we give away the second jersey, which is in the form of a contest, not a raffle. So we said you had to guess our combined height and weight, and we had a slew of guesses on Patreon, and we had one very nice winner, his name, Chris Bear, B-E-H-R. Bear. Bear. Should we the paint? Should, should we let just the patrons know the correct answer? Know that Chris won. He was closest. Oh, our height and wi- our combined height and weight. Yeah. Your call, buddy. All right. No, they got to go go check out the reviews if you want to patron patron knowledge only. But Chris, yes. get in, get in touch with us. Uh, I'll try and get in touch with you, but I'm gonna forget. 
All right, so last week we did the offensive, the position player grades for 2018. This is, now we're going to do pitching. Pitching grades. The, yeah, hur- I think the it, hurlers. I think it was funny because we were still on the come down from the season a little bit, but our pitcher grade, or our hitter grades came out pretty good, and we were a little surprised at ourselves. But then we were like, oh yeah, they did hit the most home runs ever and do a lot of good things on offense. I'm I'm assuming that our pitching grades are going to be a little tougher. Yeah, it's it's also tough to see like who do we give grades to and who don't we. So I'm going to do it in most I'm going to do go I'm going to start from like last time we did Let's let's start in the bullpen. Let's start in the bullpen. Okay, we'll start in the bullpen. Let's go first to our buddy Chad Green. Chad Green. 8 and 3 on the year, 2.5 ERA, 75.2 innings pitched, 94 strikeouts. Um you you got your grade? Got asked to do a different routine than last year, which I think he even admitted was pretty difficult for him to switch over cuz Girardi he knew it was like every other day he was going to go 3 innings or something like that. And now he was being kind of like a Swiss Army man. Um, he, he pitched in 115 games. Is that correct? No, that's, that's probably career. He pitched in 63 games. (laughs) What am I looking at? (laughs) Chad Green, the Iron Man. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? Holy smokes. He's a beast. (laughs) Um, I'll, I'll go collect your thoughts. Um, I'm going to give Chad Green an A minus. Uh it was it was a really good year when you look at it. There he gave up uh 9 home runs this year, which was pretty high. Um tied tied for the most out of the bullpen, which is I don't know, kind of a a fluky stat cuz he he did pitch a good amount of innings. Tied with AJ Cole by the way. <laughs> um Yeah, that's a scary stat when I look at it. But, no, Chad Green was great. You you could rely on him. He did have a couple home runs that were kind of Yankee Stadium home runs. And it was it was good. It, was, it, it didn't feel as dominant and as special as last year just because, it, like you said, when they unfurled Chad Green last year and it was three innings or two innings of dominant Chad Green, that was pretty badass. And this year he was good, and he, he did his job. Um, so A-minus. A a minus for Chad. Baseball reference has him pitching in so many games on the game log, and it's confusing the hell out of me. I don't know how you haven't clicked out of that screen while I was talking somewhat because it's clearly not accurate. <laughs> I went to ESPN. I tried to find the accurate one. Uh, Got to go baseball reference, bro. I am baseball reference. All right. Anyway, Chad Green feels like an A minus for me as well. The, he had some. He had some issues with when he lost the. The secondary pitch, and then he got, came the changeup. I feel like reliever. Whenever like the relievers blow a game, it feels much worse than it is. I think Chad Green was pretty solid, especially for like you said, his last year was amazing. But two two five ERA. Not that I put much stock into that. Um, okay, I I found it. So let's see. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Out of 60 games, 63 games, 13 of them, he gave up a run. 
So that means in 50 games, he didn't give up a single run. And I think in some of the games where he gave up a run, that run probably didn't even kill the game or really hurt us. That's very good. That's the way I like to look at relievers more than ERA, just like how many games did they come in and do their job versus not do their job. So I'm going A, solid A. Okay. I never got to the point with Chad Green where I was scared about the game. And I think some fans did for like a week. But yeah, I, it was never it was never wor- worry. It was just like this this ain't our Chad. Like this isn't the guy that we busted out and would be when he's right, you throw him out against anyone and you're like he's just going to throw a 97 buzzsaw at you and you're done. Yeah. And he 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 to- he totally lost that for a couple weeks. Yep. Couple weeks though. I think I think that was all it was. It's a good year. All right, next up, let's go to Jonathan Holder, who was kind of like a 2017 Chad Green came, was his coming out party. 2018 was uh, Jonathan Holder's coming out party. He uh, won in three record. Nice. No, 60 games, 3.14 ERA. You got the strikeout, 60 strikeouts, so that's a strikeout a game. That's pretty easy math. I appreciate that. Holder came out of nowhere. He came up. He did – they. Boone tried to put him in games he didn't belong in in the first like, week. That's kind of unfair. He had, he had a three eight nine ERA in thirty seven games last year. He just s- he just he wasn't one of the big guys in the pen, and we he didn't he didn't know if he necessarily had a role. Yeah, so I wouldn't say he came out of nowhere. I mean, no one expected Holder to be what Holder was this year, right? So he came out of nowhere. No. I, I talked about him preseason. I, I liked him. He was a young reliever. At age 24, he had a 3.89 ERA for us, uh, more than a strikeout per inning last year. It was it, The Yankee bullpen this year was just confusing role-wise, I think. And, but he did outperform his expectations to a large degree. Yeah, his ERA gets blown up because he gave up those seven runs in Boston in that one terrible game. Yeah. So his first stint, he came up and he didn't do that great in his first stint. His first three games, he gave up three earned runs and three earned runs again. He got sent down. He got called back up two weeks later. From, from getting called back up on April 21st to, the, to being terrible in Boston, in between those two, he, it, he pitched in 35 games to a 0.88 ERA, only allowed four runs. That's an incredible stretch. 35 games, four earned runs. That's crazy. I mean, what, in the end, his numbers skewed because like the ERA gets blown up by that one Boston game. But that is insane. So let's see. After the Boston game, if you want to take that out. Oh, my. I'm getting so frustrated with my computer over here. He did good. I'm giving him uh, a B plus. We never asked him to get the hardest outs. So... Which, that's not really a knock against him. And if we're doing expectations, then I'm going to give him an A. Yeah, I forgot we were doing expectations, so I'm giving Holder an A. Because I didn't expect it at all. So, like we said with the offensive, that Romine's skew is going to be different than Didi's because the expectations were different. Holder gets an A, easy A, if you put expectations into the mix. Yeah, I guess, I guess when you really think about it, I was leaning B plus too. 
And then it, it is tough. I mean, he was a rock for a while. And during that stretch, I mean, he was dependent on to get some Boston outs. And then basically his earn your keep moment was against Boston and he fully shat the bed. But I mean, this guy ended up pitching 66 innings of a lot of them were, I mean, those innings that are so important in baseball now, the fifth, sixth inning where you, you're coming around the lineup the third time. Um, I, he, he did a really good job. It, it is it is tough to look at it through that scope, but for what he was asked to do, he did a great job. So I'm A- minus for me. And I gave him an A. Yeah. I'm the nicest man in the world. Back to back. All right, who do you want to go next? Let's do, does like Tommy Canely deserve one? Because going into yes. the season. So, so Jimmy, I, I was going to bring it up because I, I stood on my stance about him all year. He pitched in the ALCS Game 7. I In our preseason player profile and review, we basically said he was the lowest risk guy on the team outside of injury. Like, okay, this guy's a young reliever. He looked really good last year. It looked like he figured also figured some things out for the Yankees like he's probably going to be a rock for us there's going to be times when he has to step up into seventh or the eighth other times he's just going to be kind of a beast in those middle innings six five six ERA 24 games he had some arm struggles um but he was between triple a and the big club I mean this I this feels Greg Birdish to me man like we you had the opportunity to do great stuff and still not have the pressure on you like at no point and making my comparison here at no point was our bullpen gonna rely on Tommy Canley at no point was our lineup gonna rely on Greg Bird but they're young guys that had a ton of opportunity I'm I'm gonna give Canley a D just because there are some injury things there and like if you lose a couple miles per hour as a pitcher I mean that's (laughs) that's not just something you can overcome (laughs) so I'm I'm going D for Canley man I'm going F in 24 uh, in 24 games, 10 of them. He gave up runs in a lot. And like five of those, he gave up multiple runs. He was never uh, it was very weird. We didn't we thought he was being held down for no reason at times. Maybe they knew stuff. We didn't. The velocity wasn't there. His fastball. in his 2018 fastball was the same speed as his 2017 changeup. Um, and if that's injury, that's tough, but expectations, we expect him to be a good part of this bullpen all year long. He was never at one point a good part of this bullpen. Yeah, and uh, the strikeout numbers are still kind of there for Tommy tight pants. I like uh, Tommy. The, the walks are alarming. He had 15 walks in 23 innings. That in was his problem in the minor leagues. That's why the Yankees com- got rid of him way back when in the minor leagues. And then in Chicago, he figured it out. Now they came back. In comparison, Chad Green had 15 and 75.2 innings. So, um, yeah, and you, like I said, you can point to the the pitch speed, arm strength, whatever, but it, if you're walking, your strikeout to walk ratio is 2 to 1, which is nothing special at all. So, yeah, that's tough. All right, so do you want to do Adam Warren, Chase and Shreve, A.J. Cole? No, no, no. I, you, we could just <laughs> throw the F out there for Cole if we want to. But no, I, I don't think those guys, no. Okay, do you want to do... Luizaga, no. Britain, no. You don't want to do Britain? Or, 
Yeah, I I I meant Britain. Yes, excuse me. Britain, this, I, Britain's weird because like one. we traded, yeah. Cashman traded for Britain, knowing he was rusty. In like Cashman's interview, like we know he still hasn't technically gone through his spring training because the injury and stuff, and it's gonna might take him a little bit to get back to where he is. But we think he's gonna become Zach Britton. But my expectations were different than that, and I couldn't knock them. I thought he was going to be good right away, which was frustrating. I also, as soon as we got Zach Britton, Boone's management of the bullpen went to shambles. No one knew what the hell they were doing. Like, no one knew what their individual role was, and everyone suffered for it. Right, which which is a double-edged sword there, because that's what, at the same time, that's what everyone's given Boston credit for now. Like, nobody knows their roles, all all hands on deck at all times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, still. but they also have the, we, they, everyone's calling them garbage and they're upset. Everyone's calling the Yankees the best bullpen ever, but they don't have their roles. But yes, yes. Sure. It works. If it works, it's the reason. If it doesn't, it's the reason. Um, With the Yankees, he... Dude, he had uh, not a lot of appearances. He had a really bad August, but then a really good September. 25 games overall, 288 ERA, 25 innings, 21 strikeouts, 11 walks. The, the walks were also, those were, those were the kind of the alarming games. There was games he'd come in and he couldn't find the strike zone. Yeah, he walked in a tying run twice, I think, or go-ahead run twice. I, I'm, I, in his September, he didn't, he allowed... Well, that very last game of the season, his very last outing, he did pretty bad against Boston. I've given him a B minus and kind of just throwing it out there and leaving because that's kind of what he was for the Yankees. Yeah, I I think I'm going solid B. I mean, the numbers are there. I think this is an interesting guy that under your your reliever scope is going to look look a little worse in his Yankees stint because there's there's a couple games that was just like what, dude. Um, but hey, man, at two eight eighty RA, um, I think if you told the Yankees that before they traded for him, they they still would have done the deal. So I I don't know. He's he's a guy that's probably going to get paid this off season. I man, I wouldn't be surprised. This is going to sound ugly, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on the Red Sox next year because I think they might need a closer if Kimbrel leaves. Um, he liked the Yankees. Because the Orioles made him pay for the wife suite and pay for daycare, and the Yankees didn't. Look at that. So, uh, I mean, this—I think he's going to go somewhere and get closer money next year. I'm—I'm I'm giving him a B. Um, he—he he was good, not great for us. You know what? I his—you know what? Zach Burton's all his stuff about the Yankees take care of his family and CC saying, yeah, when when they re- were recruiting me to become to sign with them as a free agent, they didn't talk at all about. Like baseball, they just talked about taking care of my family and my kids and all that. Makes me think that, like, what are the Yankees going to do to try and sign Harper and Machado? Because they don't have family and kids and could probably give a fuck about daycare. <laughs> no, I think, I think I'm he, sure they have other means, but it just yeah. Funny. Imagine I, I if think, they came out like Yankees were like, oh, we don't know how to sign young single kids. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's funny and people. People roll their eyes at it, but like the Adam Jones situation, like, yeah, it probably would have been cool to chase a pennant or whatever for two months, but it's, I don't know, ask a lot of people if they'd uproot their lives for two months, you know, it's, I I don't know, 
All it's right. A little bit of a cop out and a little little off track, but I like it. Next, we're going D Rob, the Houdini. 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 He is a classic case of never look at his ERA because when he gives up runs, it's like three or four in a game. D Rob pitched in do, 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 69 games. Yep. Nice. He had a 3.23 ERA. 91 strikeouts. That's pretty ridiculous. 91 strikeouts in 69 games. 25 earned runs. In 69 um, games, he had 10 in which he had bad outings. I looked at it. So he had more where he gave up runs, but he had 10 where the loss (laughs) was resulting from his pitching. A big chunk. Why you you think that like that's fake? No, I just think that's a little different barometer when for the other guys you were using games they gave up runs. Because I did this beforehand. I if right. I, I if I could do the Chad runs, I would, but I didn't have time. Right, right, right. I'm I'm just saying th- those are two different stats. Like that's unfair to Chad Green. If David Robinson, you're only giving up the his relief appearances, he gave up runs that mattered. You know uh, he, what I'm saying? he gave up runs in 14 games, but 10 of them didn't, or, or four of them didn't kill the game. Okay. So, yeah, th- I'd like to do that for Chad Green, but I just didn't have time to go do it. Swag Green. I did it for him and Chapman. What are uh, you giving D-Rob? I'm giving D-Rob an A. I think he was wow. good. I, I, people... People think he was bad. Um, I think it's just because, you know, when he gives up runs, he's pitching in close games in the eighth. When he gives up runs, it hurts. So Magnified. the the ten times that he that he hurt the hurt the game are gonna stand out more than the fifty nine times he did like his job really well. So I'm giving D Robin A. I also love the guy. I think he is uh, a great Yankee. I wish he never left for those couple years. I think he'd be like a – I think he's a fan favorite. If he never left, I think he'd be a big, big fan favorite, and I hope he comes back. I like D-Rob. I think he had a good year. A. I'm going B-plus for D-Rob. I I think I was a little tougher on him throughout the year. I I will say – he did seem to be coming into his best form at the end of the year, which I appreciate that, especially with an older player who's thrown a lot of innings because, in theory, that's what you're working up to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, up up until June, this, this guy had an ERA that was 4-2. I know that's not everything for relievers. He then did settle down and start striking everybody out. And, again, he looked at his best towards the end of the year. But there was a while, and it, again, expectations is, is the big word that I think people should be running through their heads when they hear this. And for me, I mean, when D-Rob came over, and hey, this is credit to him and almost a shot at me, he, he was 5-0 and with a 103 ERA last year in 30 games. So I don't know. You, you do that in 69 games this year, 3-2-3 ERA, and it's how you look at it. I'm, I'm giving him a B plus. He was good. I, I think I do believe in your fired his agent theory because he wants to come back and sign with the Yanks. You gave me shit when I said that. I, I didn't give you full out shit. I said it's a theory. You said I think the complete opposite. I, no, I just think he's doing that because he's, he's old and he knows what he's doing at this point. Yeah, and also he told the Yankees he wants to come back. Yeah. 
He's throwing from different arm angles, working on different pitches. He's becoming a little crafty veteran. Crafty. Yeah. Best curveball. My favorite curveball. Speaking of curveballs, let's go to Dellen Batansis. You got his stats? Don't need him. A plus. A plus. Easiest A plus. A plus. Two seven ERA, sixty six point two innings, a hundred fifteen strikeouts. That was sixty six point two innings, a hundred fifteen strikeouts. That's that's insane. It's, it's silly. It's very silly. Um, he, was, he was incredible. That's all I have to say. And the only year it. he's not best year, and he wasn't an all star. Yeah. Which goes to my thing that all star is stupid. Yeah, I don't think there's a ton of players that can say their best year was their non-All-Star year. But I would say there's a good amount that have killer second halves. Give them to me. Brett Gardner. Nice. One-time All-Star. <laughs> yes. His best season was most likely not that year. Yeah, and now, yeah, now we're we're selecting. We've got the crane, and we're putting in quarters and playing the game. Tell the people about Dellen. I I don't want to ooze about it unless you're going to make me. No, I mean expectations. I mean, if you put expectations in play for Dellen, he wasn't on the roster last year. Jake had him off the team before the season started, being traded, and Great. he was uh, amazing, crazy. Yeah. He was crazy good. It's the best I we've mean, seen him for a full year. Right? Yeah. Wildly talented. I mean, just so locked in. And, man, if 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 the Yankees could have got a couple more games out of the playoffs, I mean, this guy would have been the story. He was basically th- their best player, question mark, in the playoffs. I guess Judge, too. But what Dellen was doing was special. Yeah, multiple innings and shit. This is nuts. Yeah. And then during the regular season, if you take out his second inning stats, his stats are like ten times more impressive. Because the first month of the season, Boone kept putting him for two. Really, God. You widen the season on Boone, Jake. You, like, take the scope. We were really zoomed in day to day. Now you sit back and you widen it. He was very much a rookie manager that made a lot of mistakes. Wow. Don't wow. you Don't you think? I the more I step away review. from it, the more I think it looks worse. I just think in the day-to-day, it's I, again, it, a lot of it came back to Cashman. A lot of these decisions weren't really Boone. And I, I think the bigger thing that I'd tie into being a first-year manager was I feel like a lot of the conversations with Boone and Cashman were like, yeah, let's try Dellen two innings to start the year and see how it goes. And then it didn't go well, so they tried it and they moved on. Like, those were first-year things. But, dude, hey – those stats were bad, but in the playoffs, he was pitching two innings, and he was amazing. I know. That's crazy. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a really weird scope. It's a kaleidoscope. What? What? Periscope. Telescope. Periscope. Those um, are the only other kinds of scopes I know. Microscope. Oh, wow. I did know about that one. Gotcha. Nice. All right. Last but not least, Aradis Chapman. Chappy Roots. Chappy Roots had you got gave me a hard stop. <laughs> I did tell you to stop with my hand. Then yeah. I realized you were going to give the stats, and I was like, "Ah, no, to say those, then I'll do the hard stop." Tough man, three and zero, two four five ERA, fifty five games, thirty two saves, 
51.1 innings pitched, uh, 93 strikeouts. So in comparison to Dellen, uh, their strikeouts per nine. Delhi was 15.5. Chappie was 16.3. Char- okay. Hard stop. Bonkers numbers. How many times do you think Chapman came in and ruined the game? I would guess three times. Wow. I thought you were going to guess higher. I would think the general public would guess higher because there was a stretch where it felt like he was not bad, good at the end. Really? I've, I have Chapman as pure stud the whole season in my head. You don't. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, there was when he got injured and stuff. There's times when he was not good. It was a bad stretch. But I have it at four or five games. He was he ruined the game out of 55 appearances. Yeah, I mean, zero losses. <laughs> so I know that gets got his butt covered on whatever games were tied or he did um, he did blow the lead. But, yeah, man, I mean, 51 innings, two home runs. The strikeouts are nuts. I mean, almost almost two an inning. Um, he, he was great this year. I, I thought he was fantastic. It, it sucked. I mean, how do you loop it in? And this comes into the bullpen confusion stuff, but I, I think it was a big decision and I think likely the wrong decision to roll in to the playoffs not knowing if he was going to be the closer or what was going on. I mean, it, it ended up not costing anybody anything, but I, I love the year Chapman had. I, I fully believed in it. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him an A. What about the injury? I mean, it's tough. He, he can't really control that. And, I mean, it's not like he was out for a period of time and he came back for the playoffs, so. I agree. That's I didn't do it for Judge, and I won't do it for Chapman. I'll also give him an A. I mean, I this, and we're we're diving into stats, and we're, we're not stats geeks, really, but there was never a time this year that it was like, and we just talked about how crazy of a year Dellen had, but this also goes against his reputation. But there was never a time like, ah, let's take Chapman out of the closer's role for a little bit. He he was locked in, man. Didn't he get taken out? Oh, only because he was coming back from injury. Right. That's that's what I just talked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to... But I, I didn't know if that counts or not. I don't think it... I. That's where I'm saying I think the team mismanaged it a little bit because I think that's your guy, like, throw him into that role and let him show if he is or isn't ready. Instead, we went into the postseason like, oh, maybe he'll be there. And again, he didn't He didn't cause any problems, so fine by me. How many starting pitchers do you think started a game for the Yankees? I have it in front of me, but I, I'll try not to look. I'll say Nine. You're so wrong. You're so it's wrong. Gotta be a lot more, right? You gotta think about it more than that, just for a little bit. Twelve. Okay. How many pitchers do you think started multiple games? Uh eleven. Ten. But that's counting Jonathan Holder when he started that game when Tampa when we were open opener. Right. Only one chance Adams started one. Loisig has started four. Sessa started five. That breaks my fucking heart. Jesus. Sessa started five games. Montgomery only started six. That's sad. Lance Lynn started nine. Okay. So do you want to do any of those guys? Do you want to do... I think Luizic is out. Sessa um, is an F, and I 
I just don't want him back. They they need to give up on Sessa. Yeah, let's not do Sessa for our sanity. Montgomery, um, not worth it. Lance Lynn. George Contos. Um, I think we do Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn ends with a 4.14 ERA on the on his year. Do you have his Yankee ERA? That is his Yankee ERA. Oh, it is? 4.14, well, yeah. 54 was- innings pitched, uh, 61 strikeouts, 3-2 uh, and two record. You, you go on Lance, because this, this one's going to be more emotion than stats for both of us anyways, I think. Because it was kind of an important part of the season. It was trade deadline. It was benching Sonny. <sighs> out of, out of, let's see, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten starts. Out of ten starts, he had one, two, three, four, five good starts. Five point two innings pitched, three earned runs. Are we calling that good? What's that? Five point two innings pitched, three earned runs. Yeah, for this Yankees team, yeah. Six good starts out of his ten starts. Two bad or three bad. Um He was exciting as hell. <laughs> that Chicago game after the sweep against Boston was like kind of bumps him up because we needed that lift so bad. Right. I did did he bring a bravado? He was he the best thing he did was get Sonny the fuck out of the rotation. Maybe. For last year. Yeah. I well that that's that's a teaser for the people, Jim, but continue. Um man, I give him a I give him a C plus. So Lance Lynn, Lance Lynn comes in his first game, the relief appearance against Baltimore, 4.1 shutout. He comes in the huge White Sox game after the Red Sox demolished us, 7.1 shutout. And then he, his next game after that was Texas. He goes five innings, one earned run. So his, his first three appearances, two a start, one relief, are, are pretty good for the Yankees. I, I don't know if you remember the Texas game. He really had to labor. Yeah, I, 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 I said a cheeky comment like he might burn out, dude. After that Texas game, he goes eight games, seven games started, thirty-seven innings pitched, five-seven-three ERA. Yeah, opponent batting average was two ninety-three. I mean, I, I'm giving him a hard C, and man, I. I'm I'm not gonna die on the honey, sunny gray train, but if you remember, these were some bad teams coming up. I mean, he his games pitched are Baltimore, Chicago, Texas, Toronto, Miami, Chicago, Detroit, Seattle. That was that's the only playoff team. Toronto, Baltimore, and then he did mop up relief in that Boston hodgepodge game. Yeah, it's but Toronto, he, Miami, and Detroit were his bad games. He played a series of the worst, who's who worst worst in the AL, and after those first three games, he was garbage for us. Well, no, he, I mean he went. He had two. He had three good starts: the Seattle six innings pitched, two earned runs; Toronto five innings pitched, one earned run; Baltimore five innings pitched, one earned run. He had three bad games that inflate the ERA there. Detroit 
3.26 earned runs, and then two with five earned runs versus Toronto and Miami. He still only had three bad games. Yeah, but those are against really bad teams, and for what we were trying to do, and I mean, we just we just had that one 5.23 earned run debate, whether that's a good start, and that's against the White Sox. I mean, the the numbers aren't great. I'm 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 firm on the C. I mean, he came in with a lot of gusto. I just can't and, think you say for and, the last eight games he was garbage when he's got three good starts in there. He's got two and a half good starts. Six innings pitched, two earned runs. That's a good start. Yeah, I'm saying five point two three earned runs. What about five innings pitched, one earned run? Five innings pitched, one earned run. That's three good starts. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, okay. I mean, I'll give him, I'll, I'll give him those. But I, it's again, those aren't great starts. Like, it, if he's he's fighting his way through five innings, I mean, we we take that. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, well, for, I just don't know if Sonny Gray couldn't have done this. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, he had three really bad games, three good games, and the five point two three, which is whatever. He had more good games than really bad games for the Yankees. Good outings than really bad games. I mean, I'm going C plus. I just don't think you can say he was garbage for the whole eight rest of the eight. Uh, did did you trust him? No, but we never expected to trust him. We expected to be a bullpen Swiss Army guy. Uh, I think guy. we did expect to trust him after his first three games and uh, when we traded for him. We expected him to go five innings and pass it on to the bullpen and not kill us. Like, I never expected him to be going seven innings, one earned run, ever. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think we expect him to be better than he was. I think the, uh, there was excitement, but I don't think it was like realistic. I think from the start, we're like this probably isn't real. The, the guy's got a the guy's got a history of being pretty good. I I don't know. I I think we were all buzzing pretty good after those first three games. I think. See, I don't know. I wouldn't be that hard on him, but he wasn't good. But he was. Yeah. See, you're, see. <laughs> you're half a letter grade up, so we're yeah. kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's go into J. A. Happ, the other acquisition. Uh, 11 Boy. games. I mean, dude, Hap was very good for us, and it depends how much you want to put that shitty postseason start, how much that mm. fixes into your grade. Because his game log with the Yankees after he gets traded over is is kind of, like, incredibly silly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's six innings pitched, one earned run. Six innings pitched, three earned runs. Seven innings, zero. 5.1. Two, six, two, four point one, five. That's his one bad start. Six, one, six, zero, six, zero, five, one, six, four at the end of the year versus Boston. It's, it's the, the, the stability that we needed, we got from Hap. We probably, do we even make the wild card without him? Probably, maybe do, but I think you can say if it's, if it's Sonny, Herman, Sessa, not him, probably not. The game's probably in Oakland. Um, yeah, de- definitely. Game's probably in Oakland if if Hap's not on the team. Yeah, I mean, A, I, there's not much to talk about. It It does suck how sour that uh, that playoff start ends up looking. But I, that also ties a lot into mentality. I I don't know. That's that's going to be a new thing to to analyze when pitchers know that they only have to go two innings. I, I don't know. That's There's a lot of psyche stuff there. He was incredible for us, A. Going A minus because the postseason, wow, postseason dips. It's a high A minus. Nice. It's like a ninety. What's that? Like a ninety three? Yeah, like a ninety three. Yeah. Okay. High A minus for J. A. Happ. Mister Boring himself 
him and Ellsbury hanging out together, just like imagine a J at, at bat versus Ellsbury. It'd be boring. I'd you watch. Wanna, you want to do Domingo Herman? Dude started fourteen <laughs> games. Oh man, dude started fourteen games for the Yankees this year. This man, in, this is in exactly hindsight, how ugly does that look? What's that? In hindsight, how ridiculous does that look? Yeah, that Sessa started five and Domingo started 14. This That's the biggest thing in hindsight that I hope that they look at in for 2019 and say we can't be using stopgap pitchers as much as we used. We need to prepare for two injuries. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give them partial a partial excuse on Herman because there was times when he looked awesome. And it was like, if we can contain the wild horse here, but he clearly overpushed it for a team that had bigger goals than that. And yeah, you're looking at 19 starts from guys who weren't MLB ready this year when you're trying to chase a team that's winning 108 games. Yeah. Opened up with a no-hitter versus Cleveland. Six innings pitch, no-hitter in his first start after going four shutout innings versus Houston and when Gumby went down. But then he goes five innings pitch, six earned runs, 3.2 innings pitch, six earned runs, 5.23, It's then six again. I don't know. By the time they finally pulled the plug on him, it was kind of like, yes, what? come on. Yeah, everyone agreed. <laughs> yeah. I don't, do I think there's anyone fighting out there? Like, do you, do you give Herman another start? I don't think oh, there yeah. His relatives, maybe. When when he was hot, people were talking about him as our number three pitcher. Um, man, dude, right? Which is crazy because he was me. never that hot. Maybe it was the seven innings pitched, one earned run versus Seattle, coming off of two quality starts versus the Mets and Tampa Bay. Like those three in a row, people were yeah. talking about. Oh shit, he's gonna be our number three in the playoffs. Then he puts up a six spot to Tampa Bay, the next and. Just never has really. I this, uh, this is going to seem high. I'm going C minus. Like the dude struck a bunch of people out. He showed the talent. How much they rode him out. I mean, that that's on the Yankees to a degree. But he's a 25 year old that struck out guys <laughs> at a lot more than a strikeout per inning. Uh, the results kind of sucked, but he showed he has arm talent, so you can work with that a little bit. Yeah, strikeouts um, don't really – I don't really care about from a starting pitcher like that. I, I don't care if he struck out no one and let him, just don't let up the runs, you know? Right, but you watch what the Red Sox are doing. If you could strike those guys out, it's a big advantage because otherwise they just slap it in play and it finds a hole. It's true. Just like uh, your college strategy. All right, I'll go – I'll go C as well. I think it's much really? more – It's much more on the Yankees that they shouldn't have done this. Kind of scorpion and frog situation. Like, stop starting Herman. Right. Like, if this if this was talking tigers, we'd be like, oh, Herman showed he's got a lot of talent. We just got to figure out how to harness it. For yeah. the Yankees, it's like, well, <laughs> this guy kind of screwed us out of the ten games. Right. I'm so. This is a bad. Th- I, when we switch over to 2019, I'm kind of done with rookies, Jake. Yeah, I know that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough look. But, I mean, who are – do the Red Sox have any rookies that are really doing anything? Well, they got young guys. I know they got young guys, but not rookies. Like, Devers was their rookies last year. 
The other young guys have been doing it for a little while. Benny was rookie of the year contender. Like Bogerts, Bogerts was on the team in in 2013. He's their last World Series hangover guy. Jackie Bradley's been doing it for a while. Yeah, but we'll Betts get more into MVP this in 2019. Guy. But like, now we're just talking Red Sox. They're so good. I'm I'm done with rookies and prospects. Trade them all. <laughs> round out. I mean, round out this team for the next four years, and let's win something. Here go. Um. I think like Yankee fans now love the prospects more than ever because so many have turned out. But dude, if we have to trade Sheffield to go get uh, a proven stud, I I think I'm fine with that. And I don't want like Loizaga or Sheffield being in the same situation that we had with Herman and Sessa. Like this I think 2019. This is 2019 stuff. Chance Adams scares me a lot that they're going to do that. All right. Oh, yeah, 2019 stuff. What's well, uh, preview? Preview. 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 Let's go on to do, ba, do, 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 do. Sonny oh Gray. Sonny Gray made 23 starts. There was a time during this season that a third of the Yankees' losses, yeah. a third, I think they had like 30 losses, and 10 of them were games Sonny Gray started. He was, from expectations to what happened, the worst person in pinstripes in 2018 in my opinion he hurt the team worse than any other player in 2018 yankees he single-handedly lost a lot of games doug holes um you will point out his road era was good that's fine but he's still was really bad and eventually got bumped out of the rotation and we had to go to guys like, you know, ha- uh, Lance Lynn, who didn't do fantastic. We, it was fucking F, dude. Like, the biggest F I could give to a player. Who else got F? Greg Bird got F. I uh, think Canely got an F. Sonny Gray gets F minus, minus, minus. Yeah, I'm giving him a B plus. No. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I... I, you can defend some things with numbers. He's got his road ERA <laughs> lands on the year at three one seven, which just seems bonkers. Um, but yeah, when you, when you tie in the expectations and what we needed this guy to be, and if you couldn't be that guy, like be something better than what you were. Um, I want to I want to badly give him a D minus. Um, but you you really can't do it, man. I and hey, I'm I'm giving him an F, and maybe people call me soft or an idiot, but like I feel bad for the dude. This this guy was <laughs> a really good pitcher. There was times when he had moments. He just couldn't figure it out. I feel like, re- at all. I feel really bad for him. Full empathy. I know, but you're a sensey too. Yeah, we're both sensitive guys. <laughs> well, sensitive. I didn't say the last part. It's cooler if you just say sensey. Yeah. All right, uh, so F F minus. Uh, next the on the list. Man. Next on the list, Masahiro Tanaka. Oh. oh, going tank. Yeah, going tank. Going Masa. Okay. Going hero. The Instagram king, MT19. He's wearing a shirt that said MT19 on it, and someone was like, "Look at check out the MT19 shirt." And I had no idea what it stood for. I was like, "Is that a brand?" Complete the dumbest brain moment i've had in a long time and it took me like five minutes i like what does this mean 
I went back because I was trying to figure it out. And then I was like, oh, Masahiro Tanaka, number 19. Is the, I'm the dumbest person alive. <laughs> That's a really bad brain fart. Tanaka ended the year with a 3.75 ERA. He made 27 starts. He missed a couple because he got injured running the bases. Want to know uh, my favorite stat here, Jake? Let me hear your favorite stat here, Jim. Wins and losses don't matter, right? But how many sure. wins did Tanaka have on the year? Uh, I, I was just looking at it. What do you have? 14, 13? Uh, looks like he was 12 and six. So the real stat I'm looking for is how many games did the Yankees win of his starts? Ah, am I still guessing or? Yeah, guess. Um, a hundred percent of them. <laughs> oh, ah, shit. I did it wrong. Guess again. Uh, 99% of them. 10. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 of his 27 starts, the Yankees <laughs> won. I thought it was going to be higher. My point yeah. is <laughs> he only four runs, right? Like four runs is not good, but won't kill the game. He only let up more than four runs three times on the season. So only three games did he really like throw a stinker, stinker. He was pretty consistent. I'm. I think he was our best pitcher year long. Um, he's a big game pitcher. He didn't have the best year, but I, I think he was pretty good all year. I'm going to give. I'm going to give Tanaka. I'm going to give him a B plus. Okay. Because he 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 didn't go the distance in a lot of games. Looking at a lot of. Five innings, five innings, 5.1, 5, 5.15, 4.1. That was not his fault. 4.25. You know what I mean? He, he, yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I grew up listening to Francesa, so I just like counting. <laughs> it's good radio. Um, yeah, yeah. He like he, he landed 12 and 6, 3.75 ERA in the year. I mean, he's still – there's, there's a couple tough things for me with Tank is that – like he ended up looking, he looked good this year. He, I mean, he was cruising for that wild card start, and then he faded hard off of that. He's still not 2014 to 2016 Tanaka. I mean, 39 and 16 with a 3-1-2 ERA for 75 games. I mean, he was bona fide ace stuff. Um, so we're still coming down off that, and I don't know if that should be where my expectations are. Um, but I mean, when you see what he did. In last in last year's playoffs and this year's playoffs, I mean he had the one start this year, one eight ERA, five innings pitch, one earned run. Uh, Houston last year, thirteen innings, also a one three or a one three eight ERA, and then he had one shutout start in Cleveland. So you see him still roll out this dynamic, incredible Tanaka. And hey, if you if you bring it when the time is right, awesome. But he he either can't carry that through the season, or I I don't know what it what it is. Um, three, seven, five, not a ton of distance. Did any, he missed a month due to that double hamstring pull from running the bases, right? Yeah. Which is more impressive than not pulling ball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, so I think that's plus a point for me. No, I, I think it's going to be mutual, Jim. I'm going B plus two. Um, this, this guy can still bring an A season. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I'm I'm really interested to see if they gear up 
this offseason and sign the free agents and bring in this Yankees team and expect expect to win and win big every day. I'm interested to see what Tanaka brings next year. Okay. Tanaka, B+. Plus. MT, 19. 18. Isn't he number 19? Yeah, you said 18 before. <laughs> so I said 19? 19, I think. Sounds terrible. 19. Yeah, I think you were saying 18 before. All right. My bad. Next up, CC Sabathia. Carlston Charles from Vallejo, I believe. CC has a weird, weird, weird season, Jake, because he's got better numbers and even peripherals, I think, than 2017 when we were all saying, CC learned how to pitch, man. He's giving the ball. Does that. That's awesome. Number five starter. But this year felt worse in my, like, if you take away the numbers and just look at feel. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a good season from CeCe. I think in a lot of big games that we wanted him to step up, he didn't, which is the opposite of how you usually get from CeCe. He ends with a 3.65 ERA, 153 innings pitched, similar to Tanaka, only three games where he allowed more than four earned runs. A lot of short outings. But for the ERA to be so low, there has to be a good amount of good outings in here that just yeah. have escaped my brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, it, yeah, um, man, it, it it really is so tough how the postseason dictates a lot of stuff. Because if he if he had a really good start against Boston, he goes five or six like shutout, and then you look at these year end stats, we say. Damn, the, the big man still got it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now you walk away and it's it's like, okay, he was good, but almost what level of good? Um, In his first 16 starts of the season, he had a three, 3.02 ERA. Yeah, he crushed April, right? April, May, June, and one game in July. He had a 3.02 ERA. And uh, he, the most amount of runs he gave up was one stinker where he gave up seven. And the rest was like pretty good starts, but he's getting pulled early. I th- here's, what I wa- here's, here's what I will say about CeCe. Expectations, I think he did exactly what we wanted him to do. Be the fifth yeah. starter. You're not going to go deep, but keep us close in most of the games and ha- pass the ball. I think what happened was, halfway through the season, I realized we realized actually we would like more than that because now we got Gumby out and Sonny Gray being a shit bag. So actually CC, we're going to need you to be more than a five inning five and fly fifth in our rotation. Cause you're number three now. And he, he wasn't that. So the expectations kind of changed because of injury and Sonny being bad, which makes this season, if Sonny's a good and Gumby is like, the number four that has the same year Gumby had in 2017, I think we're much happier with this CC um, thing. So I'm going to give, it's in between a C plus and a B minus for me. And a B minus just feels wrong, but a C plus feels wrong too. 
I'm a nice guy. I love CeCe. I'm going, uh, uh, that's for you, bitch. That moment bumps him up to a B minus. Wow. I was going to call you soft either way, so soft. Um, I'm giving him a B, man. I, I think we have the microscopes out too much. And I think what you were saying at the end there is a great example. Like, if if the Yankees had a starter, another player pitch better, what CeCe did was exactly what we looked for. <laughs> and so I'm I'm giving him a B. Um I, he he was solid, man. I mean, he's he's a high threes ERA guy. He's gonna fight through five or six. Um, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see if they resign him. I think they do just because of those Pre- <laughs> nineteen starts preview. Those nineteen starts they got from <laughs> Herman and Sessa that we just talked about. Um, and I think they do almost something special just to keep him fresh towards the end of the year. But um, man, I mean, CC did his thing. He. <laughs> he he did almost the exact same thing as the year before. It had more excitement because it was kind of CC bouncing back, but he was solid. B. Wow. Okay. So if I gave him a C minus, you would have really said I was a big bully, mean guy. C plus, and I was just gonna call you soft either way. It was oh. predetermined. That doesn't insult me that I'm soft. I know. Both physically and mentally, I'm a bit of a softy. All right. Speaking of tipping your feelings. Oh, Luis Severino. Dude was in the running for Cy Young halfway through the year. Oh, my God. Let's let's take a look at his ERA on July 1st. Three months into the season, 17 starts under his belt. Where's his ERA? 1.98. Halfway through the season, 1.98. Nine, eight. The most amount of runs he gave up was five in one game. All the rest were amazing. What's his ERA end up with at the end of the year? 3.39. What's his ERA in those last, whatever, how many, 14 starts? It's 5.67. It's Jekyll and Hyde. Is the best pitcher in baseball to the worst. And I think statistically he was top three pitchers in the al and then bottom three with the innings if you for pitching that many innings i think it's legit jekyll and hyde yeah and i'm not i am the end number hit so here's my thought the end number is 3.39 which levels out right but i if you take the way it's split, much like we said with Didi going missing for a whole month, like the slump, the way this this balances out is brutal. It's brutal. The back half doesn't get lessened just because the first half was so good. If he's at a if he's at a two point seven ERA through those first eighteen games, we're still incredibly incredibly happy about those eighteen games. And then the second half would happen, and he'd be finishing with a four point whatever because the bottom half was so bad. I'm just trying to say I'm not making excuses. I'm, I'm giving I'm giving him like is a B minus too high because I it, I think it's too high. I'm so mad at the way Seve's season ended up and how disappointing the second half was and how much he's a question mark going into 2019 now. I think you can give any answer between a C minus and a B plus and not be wrong. (laughs) Wait, expectations come to play. 
So it's C oh, plus. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, and I, you know, I, I think it's funny that we're looking, we're kind of looking at pitching through different general scopes. Like, I don't know, by months or the relievers kind of by appearance and runs given up or whatever it may be. Man, when you're, when I'm looking at the game log right now, there was basically three months where we didn't have our ace. And it's tough because the middle of the year expectation built up the second half expectation more. Because I came into this year wanting to see Sevy do it again. I, I, I said, man, he had a really good last year, but I, I, I need to see more of it to fully believe it. And then after that first half, how could you not? And then he comes out and does that. Um, God, man, I'm, you know, I, I hate to be mutual with you, but it's a C plus you were supposed to be our ace. And for almost half the season, you were not. And that, that sucks. And it, it throws off a lot of things about the team, Jim, cause that messes up how your bullpen operates. Uh, that just messes up how your team views a series and like upcoming winning or losing streaks. It, it the whole mentality was off and it it really really a bummer really a bummer bummer bummerosa man bummerosa all right that ends our grades now i wanted to get into a little bit of let me find it let me find it jesus jimmy be uh, just a little bit better at whatever you know what's the problem my you know what problem jake shout out our patrons my email is clogged with new patrons emails. So I couldn't find the email I was looking for. So shout out everyone that's subscribing and becoming a Patreon member. Cause you're ruining my email search. Thanks. Here we go. Thanks. Little award recap. Talking Yanks 2018 season award recap. Okay. I have the answer. So I'm just going to ask you. Okay. Which player do you think had the most pride of the Yankees received? Oh, we're doing these now, huh? Yep. At the end of the pitchers one? You don't want to save this? Okay. Yeah, just do it now. Just do it now. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Had the most pride of the Yankees? Yep. The most pride of the Yankees was... God. Uh, Anduhar. Good guess, but no. Giancarlo Stanton. Thought it might be him because he he was getting them for a while when he was carrying the team. He won 11 Pride of the Yankees. Who do you think you gave the most Pride of the Yankees out to? And it's not Giancarlo. It's not Giancarlo. Well, I guess Andujar, but now that seems like a trap question because you would have already said, no, that was the one you gave the most to. Mm. So it's Didi. Wow, Jake, good job. Go eat a cookie. You got you gave seven prides to Didi Gregorius. I gave six to John Carlos Stan. That was my most. That? that was my most. I mean, how many series are there? Fifty two? So fifty two episodes. They were pretty evenly spread then. Most motherfuckers. Who do you think? Ooh. Boy. Gary? You gave the most to Gary, but the total wasn't the most. Well, yeah, you're soft on Gary. Yeah, love him. Guy that wears an L. Gary hat all day. Soft physically, soft mentally, soft on Gary. 
Um, My name's Jimmy. Nice to meet you. Doesn't feel like Sonny. I don't think Sonny had a chance to enough. Oh, right? Sonny got 11 motherfuckers. Okay. Seven. Seven from me. There you go. Remember when he broke me? At one point during the yeah. season, he broke me. I was like on his side, on his side. He broke me. And then I was just like, motherfucker, 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 motherfucker. Yeah. All right. Most regular old awards. Someone got 16. Most regular old awards. God, I was giving them to Neil for a while, but no. Um, 16 regular old awards. That's got to be Andujar, right? Yes, Andujar. Yeah. That makes sense. Like I, when I read these, I was happy with ourselves. Oh shit, yeah. we did a decent job, and they they line up. Uh, most awards given by me was Aaron Judge, nineteen. Okay, it's probably because we never gave him for pride, and it was like uh, this is rude. Right. Most awards. Same thing with Andujar. Most awards given by you. Most awards given by me would would be me who did you give the i most gave amount of i gave to? the mo- oh that was my guess anduhar no that was us both combined oh okay um not neil that would oh yeah <laughs> you nice. gave more awesome. awards to neil walker than anyone else i will always remember 2018 as the talking yanks year of neil walker he was well, talked was, about every week it was <laughs> it was it was a third of the year defending him. <laughs> it was like three weeks of giving up on him. And then it was <laughs> half a season of totally redeeming myself. Yeah, I want to. Okay, so if we look for it, I'm going to go through the awards that Neil got real quick. I think wow. this is. It's a, it's See, a I know fun, how this. I know how this goes. It's a fun ride. Uh <laughs> in episode, and I'm so mad about it because you cracked me. Ugh, go on. In episode 96, Neil got the I'm a staple of the 2018 Yankees but didn't exist a month ago award. Right. In episode 97, you gave Neil the the guy who makes me giggle award. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, in episode 101, I gave Neil the what's your deal, Neil award. Yeah. Good award. In episode 102, I gave, well, no, I gave Tyler Austin the award, turning a pro into a nerd. Tyler Austin was turning Neil into a nerd. Oh. In episode 104, you gave Neil the award. Oh, yeah. He was on the 2018 Yankees. Yeah. Which, hey, you know what? I still stand by that. That's a good award. But what about that after the, he's a staple. Dude, that's I, people were pushing me off the ledge. It was like when penguins force someone to go swimming first. I was the <laughs> last penguin putting up a Neil Walker fight. In episode 105, you gave Chasen Shreve the award. Uh, uh, can't predict baseball for Chasen Shreve being good at baseball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Dude, he, that was that, that was a crazy situation. Yeah, it was crazy. All right, in episode. 106, I gave Neil Walker the You Bastard Award. Okay. And then in episode 107, I gave Neil a Professional's Professional Award. This is how the season went with Neil. A lot of, yeah, a lot of up and down. Uh, you gave Tyler Austin the Fuck You, Neil Walker Award. Yeah. And then in episode 108, <laughs> you gave Neil the So What? So Let's Dance Award. Yeah. 
Disco Neil. Disco Fever took over. In episode 111, you gave Neil Walker the I Trust You award. Yeah, I still do. Uh, what a wild ride. And then in episode 119, you gave him Am I the Old Brandon Drury award? Yeah. Disco started playing third base. <laughs> yep. Uh, up 122, you gave him the Oh, yeah. He was on the 2018 Yankees award. Um, In episode 133, you gave him this good podcast. Doesn't feel like good. podcast. You gave him the disco is not dead award. Yeah. And then uh, 139. Fuck Tyler Wade award went to Neil Walker. Discos and RBIs. You gave the Neil Walker. And that's that's that was his last one. No, where'd you go? You gave him the where'd you go award. Yeah, they stopped playing him. Yeah. So Neil, it was a, the season of Neil, Disco Neil. That was a lot. Go buy yourself a Disco Neil shirt. Remember it forever. Yeah. Wild ride. Don't mess with me, Doc, not you. That was an award you gave out. That's a good one. That was a good one. And you also gave the Love to Jake award, but I'll stop reading awards. You're just reading awards and only mine, so it's it's a tough feeling for me. Well, no, I read the awards that I gave Neil as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the end. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird spin for me, man. Well, I thought it was fun. Neil's Neil's awards were funny. They were my favorite yeah, part. Just a weird little twist at the end of the pitcher's episode. <laughs> I said this last we week. Should we should have just we should just done an episode on this too. I don't think that's worthy. I said this last week we we're gonna do this. But all right. That is the end. So okay, we are November first. We are flipping the page. 2019. We're gonna do kind of our a giant off-season guide to the Yankees. Then we're going to want to get after that twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays talking Yanks is going to be coming to you. We're going to be doing some, try and get some interviews. If we can, we're going to be thinking about going to winter meetings to do some fun stuff there. We're going to have little biography episodes, fun stuff. It's going to be fun. I want to get the voicemail going so you guys can be on the show. Um, if you have questions or comments or anything, we did that last off season. It was pretty fun. That's the end of episode 100. And 72, if you miss Jake and I, in between Talking Yanks episodes, we've started a daily radio podcast show. Every morning, 11 a.m. Eastern, it gets posted onto all podcast things. If you have Patreon, it gets posted as a video. It's sports, local sports, broad sports, national sports, and fun stories. Like, why the fuck would you ever want to go on Titanic 2? Or if you did, what would you need it to be like? It's called John Boy and Jake Radio. So go check that out if you want. If you're Yankees only, wait around till November 1st. we start the next episode. Jake, any last words? Last, last words. Do you want to say Those goodbye right. to Neil? Maybe this is our last 2018 episode, so maybe we have to, maybe he's not back. Nope. Wow. Never say goodbye. Just say see you later. See you later. Wow. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys. We'll see you later. Uh, Goodbye and goodbye and goodbye. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.